Sources Only. Hey, everybody. Welcome to your favorite podcast on the internet with the biggest balls of them all. Austin and Julian, it's just the tips with Austin and Julian. That's right. That was a uh, awkward intro. I lost where I was going with it. No, I thought it was great. Thank you. How's it going, Austin? As you know, Julian, I've had some technical difficulties for the past half hour, and I'm furious and very anxious and riled up. Yep, we're a half hour Try to get it together. Yeah, god damn it. Yep. Uh, Let's see. I found out I have to get surgery today. What? Yep. What kind of surgery? On my shoulder. Because of all the dislocating? Yep. That sucks. First, I need to get an MRI where they stick you with a needle and inject dye into you. Then they got to cut me open and put my shoulder back together. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. The recovery t- period's only six months, so. Like six months until you can hold heavy logs over your head, basically? Yeah, until I can start shot putting again. Man, you love to shot put. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do on the weekends now. <laughs> Lucky for you, you were the, uh, what's it called when you can use both hands? Ambidextrous? Yeah, you're like reverse ambidextrous, where neither one of your hands is your dominant hand. Yeah, they're both pretty bad. Because you write with one hand and then you throw with the other hand, right? Yeah, I play all sports with my left hand and I write and do like fine motor skills with my right hand. Which leads me to believe that there was some confusion there. It is weird. I feel stronger on my left side, but I think I'm actually stronger on my right side, but I, do, I can't throw a ball with my right hand for the life of me. I can only throw it with my left, and I'm not even good that way either. No, you are not. No offense. What's new with you, Austin? I've been growing a mustache lately. That's good. So that's been keeping me busy. And uh, Oh, yeah, we had some goals that we wanted to do, remember? Yeah, and I did mine. Tell us about it. I used your uh, rice secret or tip uh just to leave the lid on and my rice got all fucked up yeah but i you told me about that you didn't follow any of my rules any of my i didn't take the lid off so i couldn't check anything and i kept seeing liquid in the top of it and i was trying to wait till the liquid evaporated and by the time i took it off the the bottom was all burnt and the rice all mushy yeah but I, I didn't clarify, you need to put it, if it's a flame, put it on the lowest possible, if it's like a gas stove, put it on the lowest possible setting so it barely stays on. I did that. And you have to make sure that I do a little more than a two to one liquid to rice ratio and make sure it's mixed properly. I guarantee you, you didn't mix it properly. I did not, but you left that out of the tip. No, I didn't. I left that in. But I I did leave another part out, so. We'll call this one even, and let's, we'll get, we'll, uh. We'll reconvene next week, and, and we're going to get this rice thing figured out. Okay, I'll try it again. They say two-to-one liquid ratio. I like to go a little more. Hey, guys, Julian has a shirt on that says, if you can read this, you're too close. Hashtag six-foot rule. You say you're too close, Austin. Back your ass up. <laughs> All right, let's start these goddamn tips, huh? Yep. All right, it's your turn to go first. Okay, I'm going to go first. My computer and everything is a mess here because I... Uh, you know, things got a little crazy. I restarted my computer six times. All right, we're going to get right into it. This tip, this is a little lighthearted tip, and for some reason it was removed by the moderators, which is weird because it is in no by no means offensive, questionable, 
whatever. It's pretty straightforward. Little tip. Brought to you by user capital C H triple six bear. And the tip is just lay your clothes out the night before from underwear to accessories. Nothing too fancy. But uh, I think this is especially applicable if you're trying to get yourself to work out first thing in the morning. Lay your lay your shit out so you have no excuses. Just get it all ready to go. And like, if you're gonna go on a bike ride like I was gonna do this morning, do the same thing. Just lay all your bike clothes out. And I did that. And guess what? I didn't ride my bike because the goddamn tire was flat. So if you're gonna ride a bike, make sure that there's air in your tires as well. Julian, what do you think about that? I think that if you're Gym clothes not being laid out is stopping you from working out in the morning. Uh, you, should probably, you probably need a little more motivation. That's, I don't know, that to me is so easy. I just pull out a shirt and some shorts, especially if I'm going to the gym. I don't give a shit what I wear to the gym. And I just throw on whatever clean gym shorts and shirt that I have and I go. It takes two seconds yeah but other people are different like we can't well some people don't have as many gym clothes as you or they'll find like oh where's my shoes oh screw this i'm not going and also you like we've talked about before you're kind of a mule like you don't notice anything you might put on you know a pair of corduroy jeans and go to the gym and not even notice because it doesn't bother you i actually have run out of gym clothes before and i've worn bathing suits and regular shorts and other things of that nature. The the bathing suit's the worst because they have the built-in mesh underwear, and it you get all chafed up from it. Yeah, man, I, I hate those underwear. I cut those out as soon as I get them. It's, those are worthless. Yeah, I don't know why I don't do that. I, I, I should. It feels much better just to hang loose. Yeah, especially a guy like you. You need a special reinforced net. I think that's why I do it, so I don't damage myself because that's a lot of weight getting thrown around. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know, Julian. One day we'll find the the right swimming trunks for you. It'll give you the the perfect mix of support and and freeness. Yeah. Well, here's to that day. I think just like boxer briefs would be good. If the, like I could get like a tight fitting bathing suit that looked like boxer briefs. Sometimes I just don't wear anything. You just go naked. Yeah, that's the best. You mean in your your private pool? No, I usually I usually go to the public pool and I just take them off underwater and make sure to put them back on before I get above water to not oh. freak anyone out. So European. Yeah, learned that from my granddaddy. Are you are we done with that tip? Are you ready for my tip? Well, so just wait, hold on. Let me just recap. Any whatever it is you're planning on doing the next day, if it's something, if you're like me and you'll find an excuse to not do anything or you're a lazy ass, make sure you have everything set up. Like if your house is clean and organized and. You have it all set up, then you have no excuses. I was so psyched to go on a bike ride tonight because I've been putting it off forever. And then when my tube was empty, I I just ruined my whole day. So that sucks. I just ate fried chicken all day. Said fuck it. Well, that's a good uh, substitute activity. Yeah, it's a close second. <laughs> all right, uh, here we go. Life pro tip from user a pickled toast. And it is when driving behind large trucks slash semis, make sure you can see their side mirrors because if you can't, they can't see you. Uh, basically, yeah, if you can't see someone's mirror, they can't see you. Uh, guaranteed, especially with those trucks. So I always try to make sure they can see me. 
And I don't hang around large trucks on the freeway because I'm scared they're going to, like, drift into me. So I, I, I usually slow down or speed up to get by them because I do not like hanging out next to semis because I can just picture wind picking up that trailer coming into my lane, taking me out. That's the worst when it's in front of you and you just see that thing swaying around. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I mean, there's a few factors. It's a giant fucking truck for one. Secondly, these guys are often tired and working long hours. And I know there's regulations, so it's not as bad as it used to be. But also, a lot of these guys are just, no offense, but, you know, white trash meth smokers. Austin. And they're handling these giant fucking trucks. And uh, they may be sleeping. And if they're not sleeping, they're probably grinding what teeth they have left. I take offense to that on behalf of the trucking community because I know several truckers and none of them are meth smokers. I'm sorry. You've always been a friend of the trucking community. I mean, I just, you can't stereotype like that. There's definitely. You know truckers? Yeah. At my work, we get deliveries and I know them. I, I talk to them. They're nice guys. They don't smoke meth? Not from what I can tell. Oh. Well, sorry, guys. I don't know. I don't know what like their habits are, if they're white trash or not, but uh, they're nice people. And they do not seem like they smoke meth. They got all their teeth. Uh, they know a thing or two. I'm not saying these guys aren't nice people. You can be a nice person and be a, a redneck and smoke meth. Sometimes it's just you got to be careful when you're driving next to their giant heavy truck. And not all meth smokers are, are mean people either. I didn't mean to say that either. No, of course not. And they may have hemorrhoids. Imagine sitting for that long. Oh, man. If, I mean, if I was a truck driver, I would have hemorrhoids. I'd be smoking cigarettes, taking caffeine pills, doing meth, Adderall. I'd be peeing in a jug while I'm driving. I'd probably have some sort of pet on board with me. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's not a job I could do. I would be the worst truck driver. <laughs> I'd be stopping to shit like every hour. Yeah, you would be the worst. I would also hate it because, like, there's not really – any good word, any good place to stop along trucking routes. Like they stop at all those no name towns you drive past where there's loves and they hang out there. And that's like, they're, that's what they do for R and R. And that just seems awful to me. I can't wait to get out of those places when I'm in them. But I hear those places that there's a lot of good glory holes to be had. So. I mean, there's gotta be, if you ever go to the bathroom and you see those crazy condom machines and like sex toy machines, mm-hmm. you ever see those? Oh yeah. I, I mean, there's gotta be a, a decent amount of something going on around there. I don't know what, but what if you're ne- in some... never go ahead. It's no fail that anytime you go to a truck stop along the freeway and you go to the bathroom, there's like some weird condom dispensing machine in there with the weirdest condoms ever. Like, the the tummy tickler or a weird name like that. If I saw a, a tummy tickler for 75 cents in a vending machine, I'd probably get it. That seems like a good time. You like your tummy tickled? I'm I'm very ticklish down there. I actually don't like it, but it's a good way to get an upper hand on me if we're ever in a fight. I think the tummy tickler tickles the girl's tummy from the inside. Oh, well. It's got some like tentacles on the end of it that... that that reach beyond what you can reach and then they tickle the innards well what if i want to use it okay so pick what if you're imagine you're in one of those back one horse towns and you're taking a dump in the restroom 
And all of a sudden you look to the side and you're like, what is this hole? And then some dude's dong just slowly starts sliding through towards you. <laughs> what do you do, Julian? I slap it away. With my shoe. With my shoe. <laughs> what if you put a condom on it, though? I slap it with my hand. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> there's nothing to worry about if there's a condom on it. Yeah. But if there's no condom, shoot all, all the way. That's a good tip. That's a good bonus tip right there. Yeah. You don't know what's on that dick. Back to the mirrors, though. That is a good point, man. Just uh, if any kind of big truck or anything, or just if you're in someone's blind spot, keep in mind that if you can't see their mirrors, they can't see you. And also keep in mind that even if it's a regular size SUV or car, there, there's a lot of shitty drivers. And if you're just driving casually in someone's blind spot for a long time, you, it's not a good idea. So get out of there. You're asking for trouble. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for I that think tip, it's your turn, Julian. Hey, thank, thank you, you, Pickled Toast. For the tip. It's his, t- it's his tip. I just regurgitated it. Well, thanks to both of you. I'm like a mama bird regurgitating her meal into your baby bird's mouth. Yes, you are. Um, right. Let's see. What is my next tip that I'm going to do? I'm going to do another lighthearted tip. We're going to ease our way into this week's episode because I knew I'd do some heavy stuff last week. And uh, our listener, I, I know he was in kind of a weird place afterwards, so I'm going to bring it back light. Okay, Julian, this tip is brought to you by user Grinsberg, and it is simply choose the funniest pic of somebody as his or her contact photo on your phone so that every time they call, you have a smile. And I have done this. I did this before I even read this tip. Um, like with Brandon, I have a picture of him with a fake mustache that I got. And one of those, for a while there, I had, I had like a craze where I was using those mustache apps and like the old apps, remember? And then there was like the bald app. No offense, Julian. And uh, for Jordan, I put I plugged him into the bald app, and I had a real funny picture, and I have it pop up whenever he calls. And Brandon, I have the mustache photo, and you, I just have a actual weird photo of something weird you did. I do the exact same thing, Austin. We 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 think alike. I put a funny picture of anyone. In fact, if you look at the picture of. My daughter, it's uh, it's creepy. She got her eyes crossed or something. They put that uh, eye drop that like weakens your muscles. Oh, uh, she wasn't doing that on purpose. No, I thought she was being silly. That's that's creepy. No, it's from it was from an eye exam. <laughs> I, uh, my wife sent me the photo, and so I saved that photo. And so every time she calls, that pops up. iPhone has this thing where it gives you an opportunity to. Make your own contact for people. I don't play that shit. I'm gonna. I will choose your contact. You don't get to choose your own. Oh, you mean no? That's you, it has an option to update whatever they have for their own. Oh, so I can get like their email and all their information, and then I can change the picture. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well played, guys. That's all it is. But I do the same thing. You should see the photo I have for you. I'm not even gonna show you. And then uh, it's is it the one with my butt cheeks spread? Yes. And your face in there instead of your asshole, I superimposed your face on it. Oh, man. That so was, it's just your face in your butt cheeks. That was really something. It's my Photoshop's finest work so guys, I've ever done. 
put a funny picture of your friends. It'll really brighten your day. We promise. And you're more likely to answer that call if you see that face, funny face. Here's a uh, one from user many basis. If a friend keeps making comments that actually offend you, don't smile laughing it off in front of them because you don't want to make the mood awkward. Only it only encourages them and uh wait, let me start over. Austin edit this one out. Oof, that was rough. I know. All right, here we go. Take 2. If a friend keeps making comments that actually offend you, don't smile. Laughing it off in front of them because you don't want to make the mood awkward only encourages the person to keep making similar comments. Just a simple stare with a straight face can usually make the person stop. Or I actually raise a question to them and go, do you actually think that? Because you're crazy. You know, I've, I've had people say racist things in front of me. I don't stand for that. And I think it's it's irresponsible of people to just laugh it off and say like, ha ha ha, if they, you know, say something that offends me. And I don't really know what it feels like to be offended, but I know when someone says some whack shit and I correct them on it. <laughs> well, you say that, but you are, you, I think you're offended when somebody says something racist. Well, yeah, I'm offended for sure. Obviously. Yeah, I know. I guess. So, I mean, I know you say, I know you don't offend easily, but if someone says some dumb racist shit, I think it's okay to be offended. Yeah, no, I'm offended. I guess I'm, I, 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 yes, I take, I take uh, offense to that for sure. But the point of it is that I think naturally we've just been programmed to, to like giggle or do a fake laugh when someone finishes a joke. And uh, it is good to not reinforce if someone's saying some dumb racist shit. Or on the other hand, if someone is just continually saying something, making bad jokes and you laugh at them, you're reinforcing their bad sense of humor and you're not doing them any favors. If someone's telling shitty jokes, you just give them a cold, hard stare. That's true. Yeah. So just don't just don't accept people's bullshit. If they got a fucked up view of something or some of, of the world or whatever it is, correct them on it. Don't let them sit there because then hopefully... They will, over time, if more and more people do that, realize the error in their ways and start to become less ignorant. That's the goal, anyway. Or at least they won't say, at least they won't say that shit around me anymore. Yeah, that's a good tip because some people have blind spots and people never call them out, and they just continue to be dipshits for their whole life. Sometimes, I usually say, "What you say, you crack ass motherfucker." Mm-hmm. Just joking. I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I flip it on them <laughs> And they're like Damn Julian's kind of androgynous Is he possibly half blacked <laughs> No one thinks I'm half black <laughs> I've just watched I've just watched a lot of Samuel L. Jackson movies I think Wait is androgynous I don't know That just may be men and women sexual I don't know Sex I don't know if it's If you can't tell if someone's black or white I don't know <sighs> Okay Good tip Julian Nothing makes me more angry than someone being racist. I don't stand for it at all. Yeah, of course. I love all I love all colors of the rainbow. I agree. But also, another thing I'll say is... No, nah, I'm not going to say that. I don't want to get into it. Don't say that. Well, I wasn't going to say anything bad. I was just going to say like I judge people for like their personalities. I don't judge them for their physical features. And, Do you judge or, like, people on the, on the content of their character? 
Yes, exactly. Not the color of their skin. Well, or like other things too, like you should coin that term. Sexual preferences, uh, what they were born as, anything like. I like I like all people. I give everyone a huge chance. I know you don't need to explain. Me and Julian are both very progressive. We accept everyone, but if you're a dip, if you're a dumb shit, Julian will slap you across the face. Yeah, I don't care what what you are. If you're dumb shit, no matter what your background doesn't matter is, if you're transgender, or Chinese, or Japanese, he'll either give you a hug or he'll slap you across the face if you bring that mess in here. I I treat all the same. Thanks, Julian. Right. You're welcome. Okay, this is another tip for me. This is actually a really good tip I never thought of. And it's brought to you by Dodging Responsibility. Um, the tip is the that you can use if you drop something, you know, in a hard-to-reach place, behind entertainment center, refrigerator, underneath the seat, what have you. You can use a video chat app between two devices, and then you can find things in tight spaces. So rather than using a mirror or trying to get your head back there, if you drop, I don't know, a Vicodin behind your dresser and you can't find it, you can either get your iPad or get your wife's phone and video chat it and use it as an endoscope. Wow, Austin. Is that what they call it? I have no idea. Yeah, well, I got, I, got that off the, I got that off the tip. It says you can use one device as a monitor and the other device as an endoscope for places that are super tight. That's a really good tip. Is that good? Yeah. And and your little bonus tip, if you don't have if you have a child and you don't have a baby monitor or if you're babysitting or something, you want to go outside and smoke a few cigarettes. Just kidding. But you you can use it as a baby monitor. Just put the thing on, you know, video chat and then put it on them and you can watch the child from the other room. That is genius, Austin. You just blew my mind. And another bonus tip, you can use it to look at your butt. That's true. I never thought of that. If you need to see if you got a hemorrhoid or something. Right. Or just if you're just a curious child or a curious adult. Yeah, I don't think I've ever looked at my butt. Uh, yeah, I don't. I already know it's bad news. I don't need to look to confirm it. And I'm sure you have a similar understanding with your with your butt. Actually, I take that back. I have flexed my butt in the mirror quite a few times. Because I have a pretty... <laughs> Naked or pants? Naked, naked. Well, I have a pretty strong butt. It's pretty muscular. He does. And I nice. usually, I usually like, I I punch it or something to see if it jiggles, and it usually stays pretty rock solid. When you're flex or regular? No flex. Well, yeah, of course. Well, because I do a lot of hiking and and squats and stuff, so I got a, a hard tush. That's something that's that I never thought of. Like most muscles, when you flex them, they look better. When you flex your butt, it just looks weird. It's never like, oh, man, look at that dude flexing his butt. It's always, it's just like, it's just, it's just clenched and weird. You don't flex your butt for the ladies, Austin? I mean, I do, but it never works. Can you flex each cheek separately? So you go like, do Right, like, left, right, left, right. Yeah. No, I can't do it. I can't either. I don't know if anyone can. I always think of that scene in Nacho Libre when he's like, these are my stretchy pants or whatever, and he leans up and she goes, and just clenches his cheeks. I've never seen that movie. It's good, man. It's a good understated comedy. I've heard that. I It's on my list of movies I really need to see. Hey, before we move on from this topic, I have a friend who will go unnamed who years ago 
told me that he got a mirror and put it down in the toilet and watched himself poop. He watched the poop come out. And he told me all about it. And I thought that was disgusting, even at the time. But uh, I think he could really benefit from this this idea. That's horrifying. I would never do that. That's like my nightmare. I don't want to... I hate poop. Yeah, I don't know. He was... And he's not like the science type where he was like, hmm, I wonder how... I have a question about anatomy and physiology. He was just like, I just want to see where the poop come out. And he's like, yeah, it comes out a lot smaller and then it spreads. It grows when it gets comes out. We can move on from this. That's probably not important. That's actually, that's horrifying. That's disgusting. <laughs> that is the worst story I've ever heard in my life. This just went to NC-17. That's absolutely awful. I... Especially for me, I fucking hate poop. I might have to edit that out. No, don't edit that out. But if I could like, have some sort of procedure done or something where I never had to poop again in my life, I would do it in a heartbeat because I fucking hate that shit. You've told me that before. I love taking a dump, man. It is my favorite pastime. Yeah, we all know that, Austin. I'll sit there till my legs go numb. Oh, that's the worst. That's where I do my reading. I've been doing Duolingo Spanish when I poop now. Yeah, I've, so. been, I've been doing that, too. Really? Yeah. Well, let's see who learns the language faster. I think I have a big advantage. Yeah, I guarantee you're fucking 10 chapters ahead of me, and I've been doing it longer, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. ¿Dónde está mi maleta? All right, go ahead, Julian. Uh, is that where is my suitcase? Yeah, look at you. All right. God damn, boy. Maybe we're on the same chapter. We're going to do a Spanish podcast before you know it. <laughs> well, we could just... Do this one in Spanish. We'll do this. It's called Solamente los tips. I don't know how to say tips. We'll do. We'll record one in English and one in Spanish. That's that's a great idea. Um. Okay. This is a tip from Broken Shield. Um. And it is: don't put your favorite song as your phone's ringtone or alarm. You will start hating it. 100% true. I used to do this way back in the day when you could, like, you know, first make your own ringtones. And I remember I had uh, the Cypress Hill song. I want to get high, so high. I had that as my ringtone. And I fucking love that song. And I got so sick of it when I, and I couldn't, I couldn't hear it. I, I mean, now I like it again because I took it off. So now what I do instead. Because I don't like normal ringtones because I like to know when it's my phone ringing. And so I take movie and video game themes and I make or TV themes and I make those my ringtones because I never get sick of those. Um, And it's not something I listen to casually anyway. So. uh, So that's what I use. So like your 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 ringtone Austin is the friends theme. <laughs> I'll be there for you. Me and Julian used to love that show. We always watched it together, and we're like, "That's just like us." Yeah, we were we were uh, Chandler and uh, Joey for sure. We were so those guys. Um, but no, neither one of us have ever watched an episode of Friends. Actually, that is a lie. I've watched every episode of Friends. Believe it or not. Oh, you did? Yes. When? In when it was on. Did you like it? Well, here's the reason why. Uh, my parents didn't let me watch TV 
growing up on the weekdays, except for several shows that we all watched together as a family. And those shows were Frasier on Tuesdays. And on uh, Thursdays, it started off just as Seinfeld. But then when Friends came on, my parents liked Friends. So they added that to the roster as well. So since I didn't get to watch anything else, I was down to watch Friends. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if that's your only option. I I always thought Friends was corny as fuck. Oh, it was awful. I was a loyal Seinfeld guy. Yeah, but it was they were on back-to-back, so... Um, I But I try to not tell people that because people get so offended. Everybody loves that show, and I'm like, am I missing something? And every time I watch 10 minutes, I'm just like, it's just all low-hanging fruit. It does not hold up at all. Um, back, back in the day, I enjoyed it because I was in high school, and, and I wasn't allowed to watch anything else, so I was kind of deprived. Yeah. But uh, but Seinfeld is great, and Frasier, I feel like would hold up better than I expected. But I haven't watched a show of. It's Frasier the smartest yet. show on television, I think. Is it? Say. I don't know. No. I never watched it either, but I've heard that it's funny. I just never. He just always seems, to, and you can never watch pretentious people, and he's just so fucking pretentious. It was super pretentious for sure. I'm sure, that holds up better than Friends, though. But those are the three shows I was allowed to watch, and Saturday Night Live on Saturdays. I didn't have any rules. I watched Steven Seagal movies when I was seven years old, and when Jean-Claude Van Damme Bloodsport came out in 1989 or whenever that was, and I was like six years old, I got the VHS tape, and I watched it every day when I got home from school. Yeah, I missed out on a lot of movies from the 80s and early 90s because of those rules my parents had. It's okay, though. I've, I've watched a lot of great movies since. You've made up for it, I would say. Yes. Is it my turn? Yes. Oh, by the way, your your ringtone's actually the Benny Hill song. Which one's oh, is that the Exactly. God, that sounds horrible. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Don't my tip would be don't use any fucking ringtone because whatever it is, it's gonna annoy me. I just use the stock Apple ringtone. And my phone's on vibrate all the time, but if yours needs to be on for work, I understand. Mine's I my, I don't get sick of mine because I use songs that'll never get old like the good the bad and the ugly, Jurassic Park. Those those are all e. played out. Not for me. You've been I could hear I've that's the good the bad and the ugly song is played out for me hearing it coming out of your phone for me. Yeah, well that's fine. You've been I don't doing that for like ten years. Song. Yeah, I like that song. I don't get sick of it. Ennio Morricone is rolling over in his grave. I don't know. I think he's still alive, probably. Yeah, I, it's funny when someone has a, a song ringtone, you can tell they're always like proud of it. You see them look around just like, yeah, that's right. I got the Star Wars theme song. I'm a big Star Wars fan, guys. <laughs> I don't do that, but I do really wish there one day I'm going to be in a fight with someone and I'm going to get a phone call and the <laughs> good, the bad and the ugly song will come on like right before we start fighting. And it's a showdown. The, the one I do get... Uh, people that makes people smile a lot is my text message ringtone is the sound that it makes when uh you kill a duck in duck hunt oh yeah that's kind of cool but you keep your phone on vibrate usually right oh yeah 100 percent. it's rarely it's rarely ringing here yeah here's a, a tip for you if you're sitting in a room full of people and you have a, a text message thing going on back and forth with somebody and your volume is on turn your fucking volume off 
Sometimes people will have a text message thing for like 20 minutes before I have to say, hey, why don't you put it on vibrate? Like, how do I need to tell you that? It's so fucking obvious that you're annoying everybody in the room. Yeah, I can't believe that people have to be told that. Some people are so oblivious to things. Like those people that uh, carry speakers with them when they hike and blast music. Yeah, that's that's the worst. And I've thought about doing it. Like, I would love to do that, but I'm not going to ruin that for everyone else, man. You are a huge piece of shit if you do that. Just to let you know. Every person... Hiking especially. Like, that's... No matter what peaceful, serene thing. Yeah. There are very few times you can pull off blasting music. You got to have a really fucking good taste of music to do it. I'd say they have the perfect song for that moment, though, and you weren't ready for it. The only person that I've ever encountered that pulls that off is on the Tuesday night bike ride. If you remember that guy with the pimped out bike that has the huge stereo system on it. He has the most badass playlist. And so for those who don't know, the Tuesday night bike ride is a bike ride that happens every Tuesday night in Tucson or anywhere from 50 to two to 300 people gather at 8 p.m. and go on like a two hour bike ride through Tucson at night. It's fucking awesome. And people come in all sorts of bikes like, you know, road bikes, mountain bikes. And some guys have these pimped out bikes. And this guy has this pimped out bike with this huge stereo system on it and he plays the most groovy music and it's so fun to ride around him because he just has it, it adds to the atmosphere so much right and with him it's kind of like an agreement like everybody's like hey that dude's gonna come and bring his bike and bump and play he kind of is playing music for everyone yes but you fucking guy playing rigatone on the fucking hiking trail on some shitty speaker that's blowing out and all staticky you can go fuck yourself because no one likes your music and everyone that walks by you hates you just to let you know fyi yeah and i don't even know what ri- i don't even know what rigatone is you don't know what rigatone is you're lucky it's the worst music on the planet oh it's a genre it's not like a new rapper no it's a genre that's like latin rap like a uh, pitbull Ooh. pitbull Ooh. is pitbull is rigatone mr worldwide yeah, that fucking awful music. Jake's mom has his phone number in her phone. She's very proud of it. Why? I don't remember exactly how it happened. Some like somehow she ran into a manager's friend or something and they gave I don't know if she's actually called it. I think she has. It may be like his assistant's assistant or something, but I have a picture of of Joy holding it up smiling with just the pitbull contact in on her phone. It's very that's, adorable. That's probably not his phone number anymore. I bet people like him change their phone numbers all the time. Uh, I'm sure. Do you yeah. remember? Do you remember in? I don't remember if it was high school or middle school. We got Buster Rhymes' phone number. It was no. like it was leaked online. It, it was actually his number. We called it, and uh, it was Buster Rhymes. But it quickly changed it after that. <laughs> I'm sure he did. It got leaked on the internet, and we all got a hold of it. We're like, let's call Buster Rhymes. <laughs> uh, is it my tip? Yep. Yes. Okay. This is brought to you by Triangular Man. No, sorry. Triangle Mar. Triangle Emar. And I'm going to kind of adjust this tip, but it's going to get me started. So it's when you're buying something online, whether it be Amazon or whatever else, Read the worst. They're saying to read the worst reviews first when you're looking to buy something. And then someone else down below says 
to read the two to three stars, and I think that's more accurate because I think it is good to to read the bad reviews because a lot of times nowadays, especially people will pay a bunch of people in other countries to like start accounts and there's a bunch of fake reviews on Amazon and I think they've done a better job at at kind of correcting it a little bit. But as far as reviews, I think you kind of have to check everything. It's like first I check the good ones, and then I'll check the bad ones because sometimes as you know with one-star reviews, it can be just people that are that are pieces of shit and they're just miserable fucks and they give everything a one-star review. Like you'll go on someone's Yelp and you're like, "Oh, what do you know?" They have 70 one-star reviews, and they don't like anything. And it'll be like, the food was amazing, but the server was rude at one point. One star. Sorry, I got on a little rant there. Anyways, if you're going to buy something, make sure that you don't just read the good reviews. Read the bad ones, and then occasionally you can pick out if just some of those people had bad luck or lemons. Look at the two to three stars. And then from there, go over to Consumer Reports or something and make form your own opinion, Julian. Okay, thanks, Austin. Uh, I agree, I think, but uh, I would also err on the side of caution with those one-star reviews and really read them because a lot of people will, like, take some... They'll have either, like, a one-off item. You know, sometimes people send out defective items and and everyone else had a fine item, and they'll they'll write that item off because there's had a broken part or something on it. Or there'll be some feature that they don't like that everyone else has no problem with. And they'll be like, Oh, I don't like it. They have, it, it comes in an ugly clo- color blue or something stupid like that. Um, and so, yeah, take those, the, uh, grain of salt sometimes because don't just read, don't just look at the stars, read the reviews. And, uh, with the two to three stars also read the reviews, uh, because, They'll sometimes take things off for, for like, it was hard to open the package. So negative two stars for you. Three stars. I hate people, man. Sometimes I'll go on, I'll go on Yelp and uh, I'll find a restaurant that I'd love and I see somebody give it a one star review and then I read it and then I just go down a rabbit hole of, of their restaurants and I'm just like, this guy's a fucking idiot. And I get all riled up and I'm like, I will never meet this man or woman. And they're making me so angry because they don't know shit about shit. And they just are going around writing bad reviews. You know, it's a really funny YouTube channel. I don't know if it's still around. I'm sure it's still up. But uh, dramatic actors reading Yelp reviews. You ever look at that? No, that's a good idea. It is hilarious. It's really good. There's a tip for you. Look it up. All right. Uh, are we done with that one? Yeah. Okay. Move on. This one comes from Mike V seventy eight. Hey, Mike V. Um, the only thing more tragic than allowing failure to end your story is allowing the fear of it to prevent you from writing it at all. I think what he means there is, you know, if you're gonna try something new, if you're gonna go out on a limb and like pursue your passion or whatever it might be, um letting your fear prevent you from doing it and thinking the what if, oh, I, I might fail, I might do this, and never attempting it is way worse than attempting it and failing. Uh, and then beyond that, if you do fail, try, try again. One of the most uh, consistent qualities of successful people is that they never give up. 
and they 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 take each failure as a learning experience and they adapt and try again until they eventually succeed most most uh you know people that have gone out and started really successful businesses or invented a great product have had many many failures before they had that success that you know led them to their fortune so don't let fear stand in your way people and if you f- and and if you do end up getting over that fear and actually going for it don't let failure stop you cuz there's always going to be hiccups along the road and you just got to persevere through them i remember at a younger age julian you came up to me and you told me that you have nothing to fear but fear itself and you had come up with that quote on your own and i thought that was really good i that's a bold lie i never did that <clears throat> Um, that is a real quote though. It is a real um, quote, but I didn't come up with it. And I never said that to you. I don't know. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I thought it was you. Did I really, you, that was a real memory that you had. I thought you were just joking. No, of course oh. not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would have spit in your face. Um, yeah, that is true. Um, if you really want to do something, don't be embarrassed of what anyone else thinks. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Look at Julian and I. We're doing a podcast. A lot of people think that's weird. Maybe they're right, but we don't care. And they're used to us doing weird things. We have one fan so far, and we aren't stopping. Yeah, so. and he lives in Brazil, and you guys can yeah. suck it. And also what Julian was saying about perseverance, like whenever, no matter what the industry is, when you see somebody who's made it big, a lot of times they, it seems like they come out of nowhere, but usually people that find success in whatever their field is have been just getting denied and failing over and over again. And they just, they have the perseverance to keep going and, and learn to accept rejection and believe in themselves. Yeah. Like me and Julian believe in each other. We do. And then one day still going to be doing the same old thing. We're going to be going to bathrooms at gas stations and one horse towns and seeing what the glory hole has to offer. You should make a uh, Instagram account. Yeah. Glory holes of the Southwest. Or just, Glory holes of the U.S. You can go all over the country. You don't have to, you know, confine yourself to one corner. Yeah, that's true. Why, why limit myself? I'm sure, there's even international glory holes. You could do glory holes of the world if you want to. <sighs> that's a great idea. We will talk offline and uh, get a game plan. I wonder if uh, different countries have different size glory holes. Like if they have to use different size drill bits. I would imagine. Probably. Um. All right. I think it's your turn, Austin. Man, you just blew my mind out. I'm just thinking about all kinds of different glory hole related stuff. Okay. This is, uh, I got a lot of lighthearted tips today. Here's another one. It's brought to you by Watts Linkage Stud. And it is the first time you open the hood of your car should not be when you've broken down on the side of the road. And um, I think that applies to some other things. Just basically, a lot of times people that don't know shit about cars will find themselves in a situation where when they need to do it, they can't figure it out. The hood is one thing. Like, if you're not totally brain dead, you should be able to hopefully figure out the hood. But I think that is more applicable to, like, using your jack. If you don't have AAA or... If you're an adult, I feel like you should know how to change a tire and you should at least know where your jack is located and possibly know how to use it. 
I got a uh, bonus tip as well. What's that? For those that live in snowy climates, if you have to put on snow chains, make sure the first time you put on snow chains is not when you actually need to use them. Put them on in warmer weather and figure out what you're doing so that you're not freezing cold when you're doing it because that adds a whole another layer of challenges. That's a good idea. And honestly, that apl- I guess it can really apply to any th- situation where it's something that you don't use something regularly and the time that you do use it, you'll be uncomfortable or under pressure. Like even Julian, I don't know if you want to talk about this, getting your a gun recently for protection. Julian had a guy come train him how to use it. And so Julian's been doing somersaults around his house and shooting his gun around. Well, not shooting it, but practicing for... When the time comes, you don't want the first time you pull your gun out and cock it to be when there's a bad guy in the room. You want to have been doing practicing, doing flips off your bed and jump kicks and things of that nature. True. And funny story on that. Uh, so, yes, I did buy my first firearm and, uh, you know, I wanted to learn how to use it from a professional because I was not that experienced with them. His tip to practice was so that you get a lot of like handling of the gun is when you go to the shooting range only put one bullet in the clip at a time so that every time that you shoot it you have to take out the clip and put a new bullet in put it put the clip back in fire another shot and that got gets you way more you know handling time with the gun than you would if you just load the clip full and unload all the all the bullets and so i did that with 200 bullets uh, one at a time. Yeah, one at a time. Two hundred bullets this past weekend, and I can't tell you how much my mark. Not only like my comfort level with all the operation of the firearm, but my accuracy was like through the roof by the end. I was shooting holes out. Would like, you say you can cock with the best of them? Yeah, and uh, another tip there is I was always cocking wrong. So when I'd cock the gun, when I went with my friends growing up, I'd always just grab the, oops, I'd always just grab the top and try to like muscle the top back like this. Mm -hmm. But what you actually do, they can't see you remember. I know. Okay. So you grab, so normally you, you would think you grab the top slide is what they call it. And it has a pretty heavy spring in it and you're putting all that. It's kind of hard to grip. And so what I thought you did was you pulled that slide back. But no, what you do is you hold the slide in place and you grab the handle of the gun and you push the handle forward way easier. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah. Good gun tips. And also remember if, you, if you're shooting the hold it sideways like in the movies, it looks cooler. Definitely do that. <clears throat> Man, but I'll tell you, uh, so when I went, obviously uh, a lot of new gun owners out there because of you know the current instability in the U.S. right now. And I've never been more scared at a shooting range in my life. There was the, when I went with my trainer, it was us and one other person shooting and it was no big deal. Uh, when we went this last time, it was completely full and there were so many newbies and they were just like pointing those guns in every which direction to the point where the, the, what do they call them? The range, the range master, range master, had to like literally stand behind this guy because he got yelled at so many times for pointing his gun or or leaving it loaded and in an unresponsible position. Like, oh, it was terrifying. That would make me so nervous. 
I was extremely nervous. Actually, this one girl got up and she didn't even know how to pull the trigger. I stood, I like walked way back away from her till she was done shooting. Jesus. Yeah. A lot of dumbasses out there. So if you buy a firearm, take a fucking lesson. All right. Or two or three. Three lessons. Julian, give us your tip. How many you got left? Uh, Three. Jesus, we're not going to do that many. Okay, you can cut me off whenever you want. All right. All right, here's a pro tip specifically for you, Austin, but also other people. And it comes from Raven Potter 3. Always buy candy after a holiday. And actually, I'm going to add to this tip. If you want to buy like Halloween decorations, Christmas decorations, buy them after Christmas. Because you'll get them for way cheaper and just plan ahead for next year. You'll already have them for the following year and you'll have paid probably half of what you would have paid if you bought them right before the holiday. That's true. That is true. Last year, I uh, had a lot of uh, low-priced Cadbury eggs. Nothing greater. I really took advantage of that after Easter sale. Do you like Cadbury eggs? Oh, yeah. Dude, I think they're fucking disgusting. That cream is nauseating. I love that cream. Ugh. It's so rich. I can't do it, man. Mm-hmm. I don't... I, I like very rich desserts, as you know. You do. You like rich everything. You got rich blood. Mm-hmm. I like rich guys. I, I can't think of, like, a holiday-specific candy that I really like. Like, I hate fucking Peeps. Yeah, everyone hates Peeps. I don't even know... Some comedian has a joke about how nobody likes Peeps, and they're still selling off the batches they made from the early 80s or something. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Those are, yeah, those are just like dried up marshmallows. Those are bullshit. I also don't like candy corn. Nah, I would never buy those, but when I eat them, I'm always like, mm, all right, if I'm like in a, if I'm in a pinch and I need some uh, sugary stuff, I'll get the job done. I don't like candy canes. No, only the flavored fruity ones, not the minty ones. No. The one, the one holiday treat I do love is eggnog. I fucking love eggnog. Dude, I've never had eggnog. How weird is that? What? Never had it. Dude, you would love eggnog. There's nothing There's nothing not to like. It's got egg. It's got nog. Those are my two favorite things separately. I'm surprised I haven't put them together. And actually, it's really good if you add some brandy into it. That's a holiday treat. I think that's the thing is I'm, I'm weird like that. Like, I love rich desserts. But when it's coffee, I just like black coffee. And with booze, I just like beer or, or, you know, straight whiskey or whatever. For some reason, it's like I don't like to mix those worlds. I like my candy, keep my candy separate. You know, uh, my parents, I don't know where this came from. Maybe it's an East Coast thing. They used to heat up eggnog in the microwave so you got it hot. There's nothing richer than hot eggnog. That is like, it's delicious, but you got you can only drink a small portion at a time. I think that's why my parents did it because they knew how bad eggnog was for you, and they just wanted me to drink a little at a time, so they heated it up. It like increases the sweetness of it, but also the 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 richness. Yeah, I remember your dad came in. He goes, "Hey, Jules, you want a glass of hot nog?" And I was like, "What the hell does that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> it had two different meanings, actually. Uh, if it was between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it had one meeting, but if it was in June or July, it had a completely different meeting. Yeah. And you don't even want to know what that was. No, we'll keep that. We, we don't want my dad's, uh, reputation to go down the gutter. <laughs> I'll save that one for the therapist. 
Okay. Um, <clears throat> is it my turn? Yes. Oh, yeah, but that's Julian's right. I've gotten a lot of low-priced candy, and it's a good time to buy a fake Christmas tree. I'm not right. Tr- Raven Potter 3 is right. Bonus tip, do not get a real Christmas tree, though, because it will go bad. Yeah, I have a fake one I've been using for years. It works great, and it's got the lights built in and everything. You just set it up, plug it in, boom. I've still never set up a Christmas tree in my adult life since I moved out, sadly. Well, you don't have ch- you don't have children, so that's... I know, but I like the feeling of it. I like coming home to a Christmas tree and some hot nog, but I'm too lazy to do it. Austin, you've never had hot nog. You wouldn't like it. I know, but I could tell that I'd like it just by the look on your face, or the way my dad sold it. Yeah, your dad. He was, it was a hard sell. He was usually wearing running shorts when he said that. Yeah. <laughs> like, is, is the hot nog coming from the cup or is it coming from inside of those shorts? And luckily I never found out. It depended on the time of the year. <laughs> All right, I got one more tip. Um, it is from Watts. Nope, that's the same tip I just did. This tip is from CJW underscore 5110. When your paycheck is different than normal, even if it's expected, calculate your pay yourself. Payroll sometimes makes mistakes. And just in general, uh, just you should check your paycheck probably every time. And the same goes for your credit card statement and all those things. You don't need to obsess over it, but you should take a look and make sure that something's not off because I work for the city out here, and I always forget to do it, but I know my paycheck has been off, and I've heard of countless people that have been shorted on like working overtime or certain just mistakes through payroll and their paychecks, and they've had to go get it changed, and I'm sure that could apply to any company. I'm sure it's happened to me. I should probably do that, but I've never done that. Just, yeah, get a habit of just giving it a glance over, especially in this age of direct deposit. I mean, it used to be different when people would take a look at their check and you know, it was like buying a CD at the store. You'd, you'd open the package and you'd take the thing out and look through the booklet. But now it's just like digital download. You just the money goes in your account. And next thing you know, it's gone. Yep. I'm I'm going to use that tip this week, Austin. And I'll let you know how it goes if I got shorted at all. I hope you don't. But I'm proud of you. Well, you hope I don't use it or you hope I don't get shorted. No, I hope you don't get shorted. I hope you do use uh, it. Thank you. All well. All right. Uh, here's mine. This, this is, is the final tip. Fine. You cutting me off? Mm-hmm. All right. They're not going to know about the last one. We'll but. save it for next week. Huh? Okay. I hope it'll still be relevant. This is first. It is. This I have is to pee so bad. Such salad for your bathroom's cutting the sh- show short. Look at you. We'll be fine. Not only do you make people late for things, you cut our audience off from tips. All right. Um, Show your children pictures of their own childhood photos every year so that they can properly remember their childhood. I grew up like this. My mom did this all the time, and I have so many vivid memories of my childhood because not only did she show me pictures, but she also showed me videos, um, some of which are absolutely hilarious. For example, there's a video of me when I was probably three or four years old and I'm playing baseball in the front yard and I hit the ball and I'm running around the bases and all of a sudden I stop and my mom goes, Julian, what are you doing? And I just turn to the camera and I'm kind of squatting and I go, nothing, but I'm actually just (laughs) shitting my pants. (laughs) 
I just stopped stopped mid bass and uh, shooting my pants. Then there's another great video of me uh, naked. I'm probably again three or four years old, uh, singing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" while playing with myself, and I have a little four year old boner going on, which and coincidentally is already bigger than my adult boner. It's like a nice gorilla, gorilla pinky size. Yeah, I've heard the legend of that uh, "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" song, but I never got to see it. We couldn't. Your mom couldn't find it when I was there. Uh, we have. She sent me all the videos. She 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 put them on a thumb drive for me, so I should watch those. I did not see that, but I was lucky enough to see your the top of your head coming out of the birth canal photo. Yes, thanks to our friend Brandon. Yeah, but I mean, your mom had it in a in a photo album, and we're look. She opens it, brings it over to us, and she goes, "Don't turn back a page." And like we thought she was kidding, and of course, the first thing we do. Brandon turns it back a page, and there is uh, several pictures of Julian's Julian it's, coming out of his mom. It's called crowning Austin. Crowning and beyond. <laughs> I think there may have your shoulders may have come out. <laughs> no, it's just me crowning. Oh God! Can you imagine the excitement on my dad? Like, oh, here he comes! Yeah. <laughs> He's crowning! He's crowning! And, and then Julian came out, and he had a neatly trimmed little goatee. Yeah, they had no question whether I was a man or a, bo- or a like, woman. That baby has a lot of knuckle hair for a newborn. Yep, actually, uh, I think I held held the record for most hair in that hospital to ever come out. But th- these days, th- what you're the tip you were saying about showing kids pictures of themselves, I think is going to be a lot easier because. Parents, I mean, it's so easy to take photos and access them and store them online and in the cloud. I mean, kids are just going to have a fucking overload of photos. Whereas I have like, I have like three photos. I have like one from when I was two, one from when I was like six and I had a mullet and cowboy boots on. Next thing you know, I'm 13 and I have like FUBU jeans on. And then now. Yeah, I feel like there's something lost with the digital photos versus like a photo album. The photo albums are so much more nostalgic and, and and tactile than the digital platforms, you know? Yeah, and I mean, that's why they have, now they have things where you can go through Costco and other companies and you can, or even Apple has it, I think, on the computer where you can pick a bunch of photos and they'll print them out in a, like a fucking nice, neat book, a nice book and send it to you. So you it's know, like scrapbooking, but without all the nerdy aspects and all the hassle. That's what I do for uh, wedding gifts is I take a camera to weddings and I take a bunch of photos, like fun photos of us partying and stuff at the wedding, and then I turn it into a book and I send it to the bride and groom. You bring a big DSLR camera while you're partying at a wedding? No, I have a little nice uh, point-and-shoot. and, shoot and um, I've done that for several weddings, and uh, people love them. That's actually a really good idea. Yep. I remember in Nick and Val's wedding, you gave them a set of plastic measuring cups. And <laughs> And then you wrote, on the note, you wrote, uh, these cups are great. You can use them for anything, including measuring liquids, body hair, etc." And then, as if that wasn't enough to make sure that you fully ruined the wedding, they have the book where you, everyone signs off. And you were the very first person, and you just wrote, congratulations, and you spelled congratulations wrong. You spelled it with a D instead of a T. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was amazing. 
<laughs> but I remember they loved it. Val was laughing so hard. So it worked out. That's good. You uh, also took mushrooms at their uh, rehearsal dinner? Well, there's more to it than that. Uh, a friend of ours was there who will go unnamed, and he had been taking mushrooms. And I was like, whoa. And he's like, dude, just take a little pinch. And I was like, no, I don't want to get weird. And he's like, he's like, just take a little bit of this powder in the corner. And I took a minuscule amount of powder. And I had done mushrooms several times and was always fine. And this was the least I'd ever taken, but it was the powder. And within an hour, I was out of my mind. Like, I just, I got so, I started having a panic attack. And I was, my ex-girlfriend from high school was there. And I hadn't seen her in like nine years. And I just gained 60 pounds. And I was just. It was everything was bad. I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Well, those are the types of uh, experiences you have when you get married young, and all your friends are like twenty-one years old and dumbasses. Yeah, I know. I think I was like twenty-four, twenty-five, but I was still. I mean, was that's it? something that could, that's something that could happen to me now. <laughs> that's true. We haven't changed a bit. <laughs> oh, jeez. I well, still, I still have to spell check my congratulations. Yeah, that was so funny. I I love your public misspellings. <laughs> they didn't have like iPhones back then, so I couldn't go on and be like, "How do you spell congratulations?" Yeah. So. All right. Well, how should we wrap it up? You want to sing in the song, or do you want to do some Isley Brothers or some Biggie or what? Uh, I think you're doing Method Man. Uh, oh, I thought I was gonna do Biggie again. Will you sing? Do some. You do Method Man, and then I'll do it. How about that? I'm trying to. I I thought I had a Method Man verse, but. Just start bring the pain. You know that one. I came to bring the pain hardcore from the brain. Okay. I came to bring the pain hardcore from the brain. All right. It's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be really good, just so you guys know. All I hear is gunshots. Can I touch something with the blood clot? Damn it. It always sounds the same. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you do have the same rap voice for everybody. I'll not hear. He's got a. I'll not, uh, you just got to make your voice hoarse. Let's just sing the Isley Brothers again. You do the first part, I'll do the second part, and we'll end it. Okay. Your contagious touch me, baby. Show me what you got. Sexy lady, drive me crazy. Drive me wild. What the hell is going, going on, on between, between them sheets? Sorry, Fuck. I was going to try to join on. Yeah, you Do fucked it. me up. Ready? One, two, three, go. Da, da, I told, told your ass to get, get to, get to walking. walking. Dude, that's perfect. We really harmonize well. Okay, All guys, right. thanks for listening. Love you. Don't worry, we hate ourselves too. Don't forget to subscribe to uh, the podcast on any of the places where you listen. And email us at justthetipspod at AOL.com. Oh, we got our first email, Julian. Oh, what? Yeah. Well, from let's... our number one fan, Guy Pereira. Ah, oh, Guy. And a friend of the show. Great. As you know. All right, what did it say? <clears throat> let's read it. He says, you guys are fucking idiots. You should kill yourselves. That wasn't very nice. Just kidding. He didn't really say that. I'm trying to find it here. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, the name of it is Big Fan. Hi, guys. I'm a huge fan of the show. I indeed listened to the latest episode in its entirety. So good. Here's a tip. Oh, damn it. I should have used it. 
If you uh, here's a tip: if you use your laptop for work, create a separate user for presentations. This will prevent embarrassing pop-ups or web history showing up. Hope you guys have a wonderful week from your number one fan, Key. Oh, I love him so much. That's a great tip. You do not want to have, uh, you know, a prostate massage pop up when you're doing a, a PowerPoint presentation for your company. Yeah. Because I don't know what your kink is, but. Um, Whatever it is, keep it to yourself and keep it yeah. a separate user profile. Because you never know, like you could even just be doing a simple like Google search and it'll auto populate like what you've previously searched. And if it matches up with like uh, tinyballlickers.com, uh, you know, it'll <laughs> pop up and you'll be like, oh, shit, everyone knows I like tiny ball liquors. And if you do, that's nothing to be ashamed of. No, nothing wrong with that. Just don't share it at work. Yeah. On a presentation. That's so, so true. That's so true. And yeah, one time I, I took a before picture of myself because I'm always trying to lose weight, you know? And so I have so many before pictures of myself, not so many after pictures, but I took like a, I was almost naked side profile picture and I was like swiping through my photos and some guy looked over my shoulder and he thought that it was like me taking a dick pic. And I was like, no, it's a before photo. And I could not convince him otherwise. And then everyone laughed at me. Who was this guy? It was some dude at work. That's it wasn't. A, I, there was no dick to be found. I know better than that. Is that when they asked you to be in the fireman calendar? Yeah. And I was like, too late, guys. I already made my own calendar and I'm all 12 months. <laughs> that Do you still have a copy of that calendar you're in? I'm not in the calendar. Jared was. I thought you were in one year's episode or issue. No, Jared. Well, I know Jared's been in multiple. Yeah. But they told me that if they ever do a uh, a husky version, that, that I'll be the first call. <laughs> and I'm still waiting. Well, they should do it. People like people of all shapes and sizes. <clears throat> I agree. All right, all right, guys. Well, Julian, thanks for the tips. Let's set some goals for next week, huh? I What was mine that I was going to do? Well, last week you were supposed to do the fitted sheet thing, and I don't think you did it. And I was supposed—I didn't do mine either. No, I actually did do the fitted sheet thing, and it is—it reigns true with the sheets I have. I forgot I did do that. If you're facing the headboard, the lower right side, if I'm correct. That's where the tag is, and I did that. I did make my bed, and the and it worked out. Nice. I also did your rice thing, which was a shit. Tip. We'll talk about that more some more later. This week you're gonna check your paycheck. Oh yeah. And I am going to. Uh, make sure I had funny photos of all my friends for when they call. And then I'm going to use a video chat between two phones to look at my butt. Okay, Let's good. See what all the fuss is about once and for all. Pa- po- if we have a website between now and then, post the picture of your butt on there. Of course. Okay. All right. Okay. Love you, Austin. Love right. you, everybody. I love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, here he comes. There's a head. He's crowning! He's crowning! I fucking love eggnog. Singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star while playing with myself. When I'm actually just shitting my pants. That's what I do for a wedding gift. There's nothing richer. That cream. I love that cream. The tummy tickler. What'd you say, crack-ass motherfucker? Then they tickle the innards. You can use it to look at your butt when you're taking a dump in the restroom. There's a lot of good glory holes to be had. 
and all of a sudden you look to the side and you're like, what is this hole? And then some dude's dog just slowly starts sliding through towards you. It's called crowning, Austin. You just give him a cold, hard stare. You don't know what's on that dick. Naked, well, I have a pretty strong butt. It's pretty muscular. Frasier on Tuesdays. Can you flex each cheek separately so you go, I hate poop. Because they don't know shit about shit. It was hard to open the package, so. Seeing what the glory hole has to offer. Some guys have these pimped out bikes. And shooting his gun around. Yeah, that was shooting holes out. There's nothing to worry about if there's a condom on it. I was always cocking wrong. Yeah, glory holes of the southwest. Glory holes of the U.S. I, there was no dick to be found. I had a lot of uh, low-priced Cadbury eggs. Back your ass up. I've been growing a mustache. You get all chafed up from it. Give you a hug or he'll slap you across the face. You've always been a friend of the trucking community. Actually, I take that back. I have flexed my butt in the mirror quite a few times. Can you imagine the excitement on my dad? Like, he goes, hey, Jules, you want to go ask a hot nog? It's got egg. It's got nog. You would love eggnog. It's delicious. Show me what you got. Sexy lady, drive me crazy. With the biggest balls of them all, uh, tinyballlickers.com. I'm just thinking about all kinds of different glory hole related stuff.